For 93 years, it's been sitting at the corner of East 3rd Street and O'Neill Street. 1130 East 3rd Street is the actual address. It's been showing its age more and more in recent years. Younger folks pass by it every day that have no idea about the history of the place. But it's still revered by baseball enthusiasts all over the country. Some who make special visits here just to see it. And its history is unlike almost any other minor league baseball park. It's historic Ingalls Stadium, and it's our subject on this edition of Chattanooga Sidetracks from Classic Country Q97399.3. Chattanooga Sidetracks with Dale Mitchell, looking at the places, people, and things that make the Chattanooga area so unique and special. Stick around as we get ready to travel another Chattanooga Sidetrack with Classic Country Q97399.3. There's something about a ballpark, where baseball is, or has been played, that can capture the imagination and the heart, like no other sports venue really does. People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door, as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have, and peace they like. And they'll walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. They sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick they'll have to brush them away from their faces. People will come, Ray. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. The story of Ingalls Stadium begins in 1929. The Washington Senators wanted to field their first minor league affiliate. Senators owner Clark Griffith sent a young Joe Ingalls south with the intention to buy the Atlanta Crackers minor league franchise. But Ingalls changed his mind about the transaction and instead traveled north to Chattanooga. The Lookouts minor league franchise was owned by Sammy Strang, a former major league player, and played at Andrews Field, which was at 3rd and O'Neill Streets. The Lookouts had been in existence since 1909 and had played at Andrews Field since 1911. Joe Engel bought the Lookouts franchise for Griffith and also committed to replace Andrews Field with a brand new ballpark at the same site. Construction on Engel Stadium began almost immediately and had been completed enough by mid-March of 1930 
for the Lookouts to begin exhibition play with a game against the parent club Washington Senators. The stadium was built at a cost of $150,000. The first regular season Lookouts game took place on April 15, 1930 against their Southern Association rival, the Atlanta Crackers. When it opened, Ingle Stadium had a seating capacity of 12,000. Among the unique characteristics of the new ballpark was a very spacious outfield area, which featured a part of the outfield wall just left of straightaway center field that measured 471 feet from home plate. Ingle Stadium was also among the very first ballparks in the country to feature a press box. Joe Ingle stayed in Chattanooga to run the Lookouts franchise for the Senators and would be here for the next 40 years. In 1937, Senators owner Clark Griffith decided to sell the Lookouts for $125,000. Ingle pitched shares of the team for $5 each to local citizens, and over 1,500 joined with him. With the help of the locals, Ingle was able to purchase the team for $100,000. Joe Ingle was a tireless promoter and became well-known as the Barnum of Baseball, a nod to the well-known circus founder. In 1931, the mighty New York Yankees came to town for an exhibition game against the Lookouts. Prior to the game, Ingle had signed a 17-year-old female pitching phenom named Jackie Mitchell. She entered the game and struck out Hall of Fame legends Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig back-to-back -to, -back to the wild, roaring approval of the home crowd. Lights were installed at the stadium in 1936, and that May, almost 25,000 fans packed the 12,000-seat stadium as Ingle raffled off a house on Rivermont Road. The winning ticket holder, however, was not in attendance. Among Ingle's many other promotions was a wild elephant hunt on opening day in 1938 that included costumed hunters and elephants. Not only did it become a regular lookouts promotion, other teams around the South contracted with Ingle to stage the event at their ballparks. Ingle also had promotions featuring used car raffles and spitting camels, to name a few. Many baseball greats would grace the field at Ingle Stadium over the decades. Following the appearances of Ruth, Gehrig, and the Yankees, Hall of Famer Rogers Hornsby was a player manager for the Lookouts for most of the 1938 season. In 1947, 16-year-old Willie Mays played at the stadium for the Chattanooga Choo Choo's of the Southern Negro League. The Brooklyn Dodgers and Boston Braves played an exhibition at Ingle in 1952 featuring stars Jackie Robinson, Pee Wee Reese, Duke Snyder, Ralph Branca, and Gil Hodges. That Dodgers team would go on to win the National League pennant that year. In 1958, future Washington Senator and Hall of Famer Harmon Killebrew spent most of that season with the Lookouts, and one of his 17 home runs was the only one to ever clear that 471-foot marker on the wall just left of dead center field. Other greats who graced the playing field at Ingle Stadium prior to 1966 included Hank Aaron, Satchel Paige, Mickey Mantle, and Ferguson Jenkins. Ingle Stadium began to fall on hard times in the mid-1960s, as the Southern Association ceased operation following the 1961 season. The league's remaining teams had great difficulty obtaining major league affiliations. The Lookouts joined the Sally League in 1963, and the Sally League became the Southern League in 1964. In 1966, the Lookouts were left without a major league affiliate, and the franchise ceased operation through 1975. Although the ballpark was being used by amateur teams throughout those years, 
it was not being maintained at the level it had been when the lookouts played there. Joe Engel passed away in 1969 at the age of 76. In 1976, the lookouts were taken over by new ownership and a major league affiliation was obtained and Engel Stadium was cleaned up and made ready for professional baseball again. The stadium underwent a renovation in the off-season of 1987-88. It was the first major renovation since its construction. The $2 million project included a revamping of the exterior of the ballpark, a two-story office building outside the wall along the first baseline, a new press box on the roof of the park, and a resurfacing of the playing field. The renovations resulted in a reduced seating capacity of 7,500. The field resurfacing was problematic, and the lookouts filed suit against the city and county because of it. Our own Robin Daniels served as Lookout's public address announcer for the 1987 and 1988 seasons, and he recalled the changes in the park at that time. They did some renovation while I was working in there. When I first got there in 87, it, there was some, what I would call, dinginess to it, but it seemed like that season that they made an effort to clean it up and make it look better. And then going to games after I was not working there anymore, but still going to see games, I always thought it was a great place to watch a baseball game. Robin also remembers the rather interesting route to the new press box created by the renovation. You had to climb up a ladder, and then you had to walk across the roof of the stadium to get to the press box and there were no handrails or anything like that. The ladder was just, just a regular ladder. Of course, I was a young man back then, so it wasn't that big of a deal. And the roof was slow. So you're walking across this sloped roof, and you were far from anywhere where you could fall off, but still, there was nothing to hold on to, no guardrail or anything like that. And he has some good memories of his time in that Ingle Stadium press box. What I remember was the experience of being in the press box. There was a scoreboard operator and the message board operator, and then there was usually someone from the Times and then someone from the Free Press. They were separate newspapers back then. Then the official scorer and then the PA guy, me. We were all in the same room, and then on one side there was a room where the uh, lookouts radio announcers were, and then if the visiting team had radio announcers, they were in another room on the other side. It was just very interesting. It was like getting paid to hang out with your buds and watch a ball game. And we were all sports fans, and if the game was interesting, we would talk about the game. If the game wasn't interesting, we would talk about what else was going on in sports in the world. The other thing that I remember was the official scorer back then was a guy named Bill Awe, and Bill was an older guy, but I always thought that this was a lot of fun. He was one of these guys, he knew what he was doing. I think he just liked to stir up conversation because a lot of times he would look up and say, well, guys, is that a hit or is that an error on the third baseman? And we would all, you know, throw in our opinions and everything. And to me, that was a lot of fun. And it really educated me to a lot of the nuanced stuff in baseball that I didn't know. Among the players who played at Engel in the later years were future Hall of Famers Chipper Jones and Trevor Hoffman. The Lookouts continued to play at Ingle Stadium for the following 10 years, but time was continuing to take its toll on the ballpark. In the late 1990s, Lookouts ownership faced the grim reality that upkeep of the ballpark had become cost prohibitive for the team to turn a profit, and plans were made for construction of AT&T Field on Hawk Hill in the downtown area. The Lookouts played their last game at Ingle in September of 1999.
The city of Chattanooga and Hamilton County took over joint ownership of Ingalls Stadium in 2000. In 2008, the Ingalls Stadium property was acquired by UT Chattanooga and continues to be owned by the university. The stadium itself is managed by a partnership between UTC and the Ingle Foundation. The Ingle Foundation was formed in 2009 and is working to restore the stadium to some of its former prominence and looking into future uses and possible revitalization of the ballpark and surrounding area. Ingle Stadium was entered into the National Registry of Historic Places in 2009. It was used in 2012 for filming of the motion picture 42 chronicling the career of Jackie Robinson, which Robin pointed out made a pretty impressive statement about the old ballpark. I think the biggest compliment that Engel Stadium has gotten since I've been in Chattanooga over the course of the last 30 plus years is when the producers of 42, the movie about Jackie Robinson with Chadwick Boseman and Harrison Ford, chose Engel Stadium to play the part of Ebbets Field. And I think if you ask any baseball historian anywhere to name the most iconic ballparks in the U.S. over the 20th century, Ebbets Field is either at or near the top, I would think. And I think that speaks volumes about Engel Stadium, the fact that it has kind of that aura of Ebbets Field. In June of 2014, the Southern League Home Run Derby was held in Engel Stadium and was won by future Major League star Chris Bryant. Age takes a toll on everything, and Ingle Stadium has been no exception. But unlike so many monuments of baseball and life in the past that have succumbed to the wrecking ball over the past three quarters of a century, we can be thankful that we're not singing this song just yet. Yes, there used to be a ballpark right here. Ingle Stadium, a place so full of history and so much a part of Chattanooga, and still standing over 90 years later. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Chattanooga Sidetracks. Be sure to subscribe to Chattanooga Sidetracks on your favorite podcast player or service, and make sure to join us again soon when we take another trip down Chattanooga Sidetracks, a production of Classic Country, Q97.3, 99.3.